The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hi, I'm Helen, and I have 12 years teaching experience across reception and key stage one. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a year four teacher at a school on the south coast, and I'm the host of Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the soon-to-be-published Tiny Voices Talk book. And today we are exploring English learning outcomes with a folktale from the southern United States of America. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the Tar Bunny. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 28th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by artist Heather Zeta Rose, in time for you to use for Anti Bullying Week 2022. Don't worry if you've missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Toria and Brer Bunny as we start to look at the literacy we can learn from this anti-bullying tale, or, well, I don't know what we should call it after yesterday's PSHE. Should, can, can we call it an anti-bullying tale? <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be has to be a more nuanced uh, descriptor than that. So this, this tale of bullying slash anti-bullying slash what is bullying anyway? <laughs> That's more apt, yes. <laughs> maybe maybe one literacy outcome could be yes um what title would you give this story i mean that that is right there at the yeah. beginning yeah. of the tale isn't it bread bunny himself calls it um the day of, the day of shame, shame. for fox as we learn at the very very end <laughs> is that something that you ever find your young learners struggling with what what title they should actually choose for a piece of work they've written I think it's that's a really interesting point because I find with my children, they often give the title before they start writing the story. By the time they finish writing the mm. story, they think, oh, no, that didn't work at all. But I do think that, you know, you could absolutely have a great conversation with the children about, yeah. you know, mm. what would be a better title for this story and link it to bullying, anti-bullying or what is bullying anyway, because I think <laughs> it's not cut and dry this story at all but I think you could do that in early years as well couldn't you Helen definitely um I think with the enough enough support and sort of a class discussion you could definitely come up with some different titles and a great reading comprehension activity mm. as well across the year groups to actually mm. understand the the themes of a story like this and pick out what it's actually about yeah. that's that's a challenge it's a great one for uh, dealing with folk tales in general because mm. of course um, a lot of folk tales that title is just the character, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Goldilocks. Yes. And when you start exploring some of the themes in those stories, sometimes even like the main characters of the story, you do have to question whether that is actually a decent yes. enough title. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Cinderella should be The Glass Slipper or Red Riding Hood should be... Don't walk alone Don't in the forest. The woods, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cinderella should be. Choose your godmother carefully. <laughs> what other literacy learning outcomes did we find for ages four to seven, Helen? I 
come up with a couple of different ones. The first one relates to what I was talking about when we were talking about PSHE. And the characters say a lot to each other. Not always nice things, but there's a lot of things shouted and there's a lot of discussions to be had. I thought it would be a good opportunity for the children to um, have a little go at some cartoon strips with speech bubbles. Because there are some good interactions. And you could either use the story or use a discussion you've had about what characters should say to each other. (laughs) Instead of what they do say. And get the children writing speech in, in speech bubbles. I mean, reception year one and year two as well it was all a valuable skill to be able to think exactly what the character is saying and put them in speech bubbles and then i thought it'd be a good opportunity to look at some punctuation some different punctuation particularly exclamation marks as Brer bunny is shouting his little bunny paws off um Mm -hmm. it'd be a good opportunity to introduce children to exclamation marks and what they're used for and how effective they can be yeah so what i've done before when i've done this activity is we've learned the story really well together first but especially for young children they need to really have a good idea of the story in order to draw maybe three a sequence of three pictures from it not the Mm -hmm. whole story that's too much um but maybe pick a section of the story the children draw the pictures from it Mm-hmm. And then they do they, they speech bubbles. And they, as with a lot of literacy activities I talk about, this would require a bit of role play first, getting the children in character as the different creatures in the, in the story and getting them to say, talk before they write, which everyone knows is a very important skill, mm-hmm. and then put it into the speech bubbles. You really see the children that have genuinely got in role as those characters and understand those characters and how they talk. <laughs> mm. And then, of course, as, as you go into year two, you can start to look at speech marks using the children's speech bubbles that they've already created and then transfer those into speech marks. Yeah. So yes, that was my first activity, a little Brer Bunny and Brer Fox cartoon strip. And as a quick opportunity to slip in a story link there, you could then move on to using the Dancing Mermaid story to show the link between speech bubbles and speech marks. Because in that story, we talk about speech marks as essentially water droplets, water droplets that are sprinkled on the page in order to show when a character is speaking. And of course, droplets, bubbles, they're all the same sort of liquidy (laughs) substance, aren't they? So it can be a great way of linking from one to the other. There you go. I like that very much. And then the other activity that I thought the children could do, and I'm not sure exactly what genre this would be. I suppose it would depend what you wanted to do, but it's all about how to, how to be a better bunny. Hmm. So Br'er Bunny, as we've talked about previously, he learns a lot in this story, but there are aspects of his character that maybe he, he'd want to work on with the children's help, of course. <laughs> and so I thought they could be maybe again orally start with giving him some advice or maybe giving him some instructions Hmm. maybe they could then write some instructions for how to be a better bunny how to improve yourself or it could be Br'er Bunny has written to them you know they could be agony aunts for Br'er Bunny and he could be saying how he's really got this dilemma in his life because he's realized that (laughs) he's not quite the bunny he wants to be and it's getting him down and he just doesn't know what to do and so the children (laughs) are there to help him so then they could write maybe a paragraph depending on your age group or a sentence. You brought up the agony aunt idea yesterday, thinking of agony aunts for the animals, um, yes. giving them ideas for how they could be resilient to Brer Bunny's mm. comments about them. Yeah, you could absolutely make Brer Bunny the one who's getting in touch to say, okay, yes. I've made the decision. I don't want to be like this anymore. Help. <laughs> I want to be a better bunny. Yeah, I want to yes. be a better bunny. Yeah. Because I think there'd be quite a lot of scope in that to help help him to be a better bunny lots of ways and it's got that great mm. yeah that great link with the pshe hasn't it that how to be a good citizen yeah how to be better and how to learn from your mistakes so i thought they could either write an agony art type paragraph or and again i often talk about sort of these different genres in early years you can access all of those 
with a teacher modeling the writing and the children having a go at little bits. Um, I think mm. they could be exposed to lots of different genres or a set of instructions, uh, a rare bunny instruction manual on how to be a better bunny. Yes. I mean, it's a good way of really re-emphasizing the point or, or the purpose of writing, just the general purpose of writing, which is to make sure we don't forget things that we've said. Because, yes. you know, you talk about this uh, set of instructions and then you, you put them down in writing. So then always going to have a way of going back. So and- we can have it in his pocket. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. So here you go, some instructions to tuck in your pocket for another day. It's not good enough just to tell Bear Bunny he's going to need them written down and tucked into his pocket. <laughs> the better bunny bullet points. Yes. Brilliant. Let's move on up the age ranges then to 7 to 11. Where's the uh, literacy in the story for you, Toria? So when I was talking about the PSHE, I was talking about the debate that could happen with regards Mm -hmm. to is Brer Rabbit or Brer Bunny a bully? And within that, actually, we were looking at the text comparison. So you start off with this story, but you can bring in those extra stories for children so they can do the story comparisons and really develop their understanding of Br'er Bunny. So that's sort of linked there. Just a quick warning for anybody who is thinking of doing this. A lot of the um, original texts for um, the Br'er Rabbit story, do vet them first because some of them have um, language that you may not necessarily want your um, youngsters age 7 to 11 hearing or reading. Not only that, um, some of them are written, they're written in a way that really evokes the the dialect of how they would have been spoken by the Afro-Americans living in the southern United Mm. States at the time. So Mm. it's not straightforward English and it can be quite difficult to decode. It's, 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 if, if you're good with phonics, it should be quite simple, <laughs> but it, it's like reading pidgin English sometimes, you know, it sort of sounds like you sort of know what it means, but not necessarily. You might, ne- you might need to look for some translations, basically. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of a much more constructed lesson if I'm honest oh, okay you know so I wasn't going to sort of give free for all with let's just look them up and Google. <laughs> okay. I was actually you know thinking you would give the children other rare funny mm. stories for them to compare right. so it wouldn't have been quite so much for a free-for-all yeah you don't you don't want to send your children no. to google with no. this one really not. <laughs> so that is one activity linked to pshd as i said yes. carrying on with comparison the next thing i wanted to do would actually be along the lines of aesop fable because what i found really interesting with bra bunny mm-hmm. and we've talked about this already is the character traits so you know the trait of Brer Bunny in this actually appears quite sort of, well, not really terribly kind initially, but there's Mm. a level of slyness as well and so on. And I thought it'd be really interesting for children to look at some soft fables. But again, rather constructed. What I would do is I would give each group, you know, so a pair or a group, one of these soft fables to actually look at. And I would want Mm. them to pull out of that. What are the character traits of the main characters so what is it right. what did Aesop want you to really pull out of this because I think that will make them think more about Br'er Bunny and so on Br'er Fox but yeah. then as well what's the moral of the story because 
children find that really, really hard. Inference is really tricky for children. We often look at, you know, what is the story about as opposed to what are you trying to learn from the story, which I think is what Brer Bunny and Brer Fox is all about, that, you know, it is very much through that story, Brer Bunny learns that actually being nasty is not really the way forward. And actually the nastier that he got in that story, the more stuck he got with Tar Bunny. Mm-hmm. That's basically what happened. So yes, going back to my Aesop fables, the children be pulling out the character traits, but also the moral of the story. And then what I would want them to do is share those with the rest of the class. So that together we're pulling, you know, well, what is it, you know, in those stories, what have we learned about those characters? Mm-hmm. Then moving on from that, I would want to do a lesson on similes. Because similes, I think, are really interesting. And I think you get so many animal similes out there, you know, as curious as a cat, as strong as an ox, as sly as a fox. Mm -hmm. And actually, a lot of those are pulled out of folk tales. So Mm -hmm. that would be where I would go with that. Then potentially depending on how long my unit is lasting. Um, (laughs) And at the moment, it does seem to be at least a couple of terms. Um, It would be very much looking at, okay, well, if you were writing a story about, could be a bunny, it could be your own bread bunny, what character trait would you want to give that character? What moral would you want? So what would you want them to learn? We could go down the route of actually, we want it to be an anti-bullying story. So how do you want your story to pass that message on? And Mm -hmm. then allowing the children to plan and then develop their own story. So it's quite a hefty body of work, but I do think it's one that... Sounds like a good one. I, I think it yeah, would be a good much. one. I think you could really get into that with, with older children. That's the thing. They'd learn to love those mm. stories as well. Yeah. They'd learn to love them. <laughs> They'd own them. I, I wonder whereabouts within this topic you would actually bring this story in because I, I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm really excited by this topic. I, I'm almost tempted to give it a go myself, even though I don't actually have a class to teach. I want to get some children just to teach this. <laughs> Gather a few children from the street. <laughs> but... But having said that, this, like we've already discussed, is a story with so much nuance and even just the idea of, you know, learning your lesson. I have heard versions of the story, actually, and um, the Mexican version of this tale, which involves Coyote coming across a tar creature that he gets stuck to, he's actually set on fire. So, of course, the moral of the story is, you know, still sort of the same and like in a lot of stories you know the villain learns their lesson too late and they are punished for it so you know the moral of the story is and don't let your emotions get the better of you kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, whereas in this tale bunny does still get trapped but he learns his lesson and then acts on what he's learned so there's there's a lot more nuance in this story and so I, i i just I just wonder whether you would start the unit that you're describing with this tale or whether you would wait in order to introduce it or have have you had any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I would absolutely start with this tale because this is sort of the springboard for the whole thing. So I'd start with this tale, but having done the work on the fables and everything else, I'd then come back to this one and I'd look at breaking the story down as in, you know, well, okay, well, when the person was planning it, what did they do? So we break it down into the various components. And I think that would be the skill of the teacher. Are your children ready for that sophisticated nuance? 
that's in there? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to change the plan slightly for their own story? So do we need that nuance to actually be altered slightly? Does that make sense? So it's not as tricky to write their own, because I think it is. It's a really complex mm. story. I yeah. think year sixes would have no issue at all. So ages 10 and 11. Yeah. I think year five, yeah. year six. No, I think year three and four, you would have to go for a more simplified version if they are to write their own story but i think they would absolutely understand with support they'd understand the nuance but what they wouldn't necessarily be able to do is replicate it in their own stories necessarily Hmm. because i think as you say there's a sophistication about the fact that brer bunny learns his lesson in the midst of being stuck and then acts on it as opposed to a lot yeah. of the folk tales, which is the moral is learnt at the end of the story. Yeah, you, you could maybe use that sort of discussion though mm. to help even children as, as young as seven to nine, I think, to craft stories in that way by taking a tale where the villain learns their lesson right at the very end. Like Hansel and Gretel, yeah. for example, the, the villain in that one, the witch gets trapped into the oven and, and the kids escape. Yeah. If you allow the witch to escape the oven and learn her lesson, you know, does that make it a better story? basically if the witch survives and goes on to do something nice and and good like the giant in jack and the beanstalk if he comes crashing down at the bottom and instead of falling to his death if he just has a very poorly bottom and ends up um (laughs) helping out jack and his mum in some way setting up Um, a charitable foundation with his golden eggs and coins yes indeed and of course we also have a tale that um you folks have both uh, explored with us before i I think that was the uh, wrong side of the giant story with mm. Tutamu um, oh, and yes, the, yeah. the giant who again at the start of that story is a villain but ends up helping out on the farm, mm. replacing the plough. So yeah, th- does that make a better story when the villains learn their lesson and then go on to do something useful with that information? That's a whole interesting discussion to have with children. Yeah, it, it is. It could, it could result in some great stories, couldn't it? Even starting <laughs> with my, my kind of age group, mm. even that, that idea of the Jack and the Beanstalk, which end yeah. do they prefer? and why and in different traditional tales and Mm. yeah I think that'd be a really interesting discussion to have and as you said initially Chip the fact that actually the character of Brer Bunny at the beginning of this story is very very different to the character of Brer Bunny Mm. in other stories and is that because in the middle of this story he has an epiphany Mm -hmm. yeah then actually changes his character but does he have an epiphany because in my opinion he's quite sly to the fox oh yes of course so does he does he have an epiphany or is he just getting out you know so yeah i think depending on how much time you can devote to this i think there is an awful lot that could be done for Mm. key stage two with regards to folk tales traditional tales fables and actually really developing their understanding of character traits inference and morals yeah very rich story for literacy indeed That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. 
Tomorrow, Brev Bunny will help us teach maths. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, cheerio. and, and we, we hope, hope to hear your, your story, story soon. soon.